the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, July the 22nd, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On July 22nd, 1937, U.S. Senate rejected President Franklin D. Roosevelt's proposal to add more justices to the Supreme Court. That, of course, has become a topic again in 2022. A desperate group of Democrats are trying to pack the court so they can get an activist ruling on most on any number of issues rather than a constitutional ruling. As President Franklin was rejected on that issue, I hope and pray that'll be the same when and if President Biden comes around to that. And there's a lot of discussion about it. Today in 1862, President Abraham Lincoln he presented to his cabinet a preliminary draft of the Emancipation Proclamation. Today, in 1934, bank robber John Dillinger, he was shot to death by federal agents in Chicago. He'd just come out of a theater watching a, a play or a movie. I'm not sure what he was watching, but he had been in a theater. Today, in 1942, the Nazis began transporting Jews from the Warsaw Ghetto to Treblinka concentration camp. And today, in 1942, gasoline rationing involving the use of coupons began along the Atlantic seaboard. <clears throat> that was quite a time. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm i not old enough to remember that, but I sure remember people talking about it in uh, when I was a kid. Today, in 1975, the House of Representatives joined the Senate in voting to restore the American citizenship of Confederate General Robert E. Lee. I noticed this morning, uh, just... A, a teaching moment as far as something I think we all know, but here's evidence of it. This morning, Associated Press is talking about some of the things that happened in the past. I look at what they have because, I mean, there are facts aside from their bias. And I look at several other uh, sources as well before we do each each morning we do this little thing about things that happened in the past. The reason we do this is because Many wise men, not just one or two, but many, have said that knowing the past gives you a much more clear um, view of the present and even the future. Patrick Henry is one of them who said that, a devout Christian who believed the Bible was his guide to life, but he also put a lot of value in knowing history. And as I said, many others have as well. So that's why we do this little piece every morning. In doing so, I look at a lot of sources. This morning, Associated Press says this. In 2020, the mayor of Portland, Oregon, was among those tear-gassed by U.S. government agents as he appeared outside a federal courthouse during raucous protests. Ted Wheeler and hundreds of others were objecting to the presence of federal police sent by President Donald Trump. And Twitter said, all right, it's all together. And Twitter said it would crack down on accounts and content 
related to the far-right conspiracy theory QAnon. Now, if you read that, you would think that Ted Wheeler, the, the mayor of Portland, Oregon, and a number of, of his friends, or just citizens, had gotten together and were sort of standing for something, and that all of a sudden, Donald Trump sent these these federal police in there and was tear-gassing the mayor of the city and the citizens. I'm not going to take time today to go through what that was, but we all remember that Portland and Seattle, particularly Portland, burned for 100 days, 150 days. I mean, they crushed buildings, they broke glass, they burned buildings, they tried to set on fire a federal building, federal courthouse, and on and on. Raucous would be an understatement. It was all out anarchy. And in other cities as well, but certainly here in the Northwest, in Seattle and Portland. And Ted Wheeler was there. I watched the video at the time. In fact, I mentioned it on this program. I watched the video of what he was saying, and Ted Wheeler was saying to the public, trying to say, hey, I'm with you, I'm one of you, and they booed him to where he had to be taken away. That's the truth of what happened. That's how the media bends the truth, or even just discards it. But they bend the truth to lead you to a conclusion that isn't necessarily right, and isn't necessarily true. Following that 2020 thing about the mayor of Portland, Oregon, Associated Press says 10 years ago today, President Barack Obama made a quick trip to Colorado to meet with the families of those gunned down in Aurora movie theater and to hear from state and local officials about the shooting that left 12 people dead and dozens more injured. Very soft, very accommodate, very great, so grateful that President Barack Obama has feelings for these families, and he should. I mean, good grief, they lost their kids and they lost family members in that horrible shooting. But the tone is so different, and the words that they choose are so different. And that's why we have got to be informed and we've got to be alert today. Be vigilant. Be discerning. And yes, be informed. And that's what we try to do on this program each and every day. And you recognize that. I read your notes that you send to me and I appreciate it. They're very encouraging. Uh, most of them are. But uh, I got these notes this morning. Hi, Gary. I'm so thankful for your program every morning and your cheery good morning. I don't always feel like I get a true picture of what's happening. And you sort of, uh, you sort through it and give the biblical point of view. Thank you. And please use half of this check toward the $8,000 you spoke about. God bless you and your family and your staff. We get these notes a lot. I, I, I read them all. Every single note that you write, I read. I look at it. Another one says, Dear Gary, God bless you. Your show is a beacon of light in the world of darkness. Can't help but feel perturbed as the goals of the of this country and, and abroad, uh, but we're uplifted from your words of wisdom. 
keep your powder dry. We try to keep our powder dry because uh, this is a battle. It's a spiritual battle. There's no question about that. And it it is raging, especially in all places in America, a country that was founded on biblical principles, undeniably so. I mean, there are people that deny it. I mean, Nancy Pelosi and a lot of them deny, like, well, this wasn't, this isn't a religious country. But this nation was founded on godly principles. You can't read a paragraph from the founding days of this nation without understanding that whatever these men were or were not that founded this country, they understood the power of truth. And they understand understood truth to be the word of God. And they took God's word and they they codified it. John Locke codified it into law, civil law. And they repeatedly, incessantly quoted scripture and and truth from scripture, principles and values and all of this. And that's what created this country. And now today we are we're kind of leading in this race to hell, redefining family, redefining marriage, abortion at any stage of, I mean, up until birth and even after birth. I don't know what's the matter with us. We've lost our way for sure. And we certainly, we certainly have become a nation without guidance right now. We're just adrift. I was thinking about this and I was reminded, as I was reading earlier this morning, I was reminded of, uh, there, there's a, it's an allegory, but it originated, it's been used in several books. In fact, Tucker Carlson on Fox used that as a title of, of his, a book he wrote here a couple, two or three years ago. So true, but it's it's an allegory. It's called the Ship of Fools, and it's an allegory, and it originated from um, I think it's Book Six. Anyway, one of the books of Plato's Republic. I'm pretty sure it's Book Six, and it's about this ship with a dysfunctional crew, and everybody wants to be the captain, and nobody is qualified to be. You can fill in all the blanks. I don't need to explain that to you. I think that's what America. And where we are today, this allegory is intended to represent, you know, the problems of governance and so on back in in Plato's Republic and those days and all that. But I'll tell you, our political system is is rupturing because of the weight of of just denial of truth that's happening in our nation today. So. Gary, that's the problem. What do we do? Well, we do what we can do. We trust the Lord. We continue in our walk with him. We stay engaged as citizens. We believe for miracles in our culture and in our lives. And we just stay close to the Lord. And we look at everything that's happening in the culture through the lens of God's word. Because that is the only ultimate Salvation, that is the only restoration for an individual and for a nation, because we are lost as a nation right now. Psalm 103, this is the word of the Lord for you today. 
verse 2, 3, and 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. So while a nation, a politician, a group of politicians, a local government, a national government may be going to hell in a handbasket, God is your salvation. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. If you get to feeling a little down, a little depressed, a little alone, a little uh, vulnerable, begin to count your blessings. I know that's an old, almost cliche, but it's, it's very worthwhile. Just begin to count your blessings and see what God has done. Count your many blessings and see what God has done, and you'll be surprised at the just the nature of how God meets every so many things, every part of our life. He is faithful. Sometimes we don't understand what the Lord is doing, and we we question, and God would say to us, my ways are higher than yours. My thoughts are different. They're better above, beyond your thoughts, but I love you, and I have blessed you, and I will bless you, and I will be faithful to you. Just keep walking in that faith. But don't isolate yourself from a culture that desperately needs that message. And you are that message as you live out your life for the Lord. It's an amazing thing that God does. But we've got to be informed. And that's, of course, what we try to do every day on this program. And so many of you recognize that. That Listen, I'm humbled. And I thank you. Thank you for your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. This week, the U.S. House of Representatives passed a so-called Respect for Marriage Act. If that's passed by the Senate, and it doesn't look like it will, but boy, when you think you've seen it all, then they pull another, you know, I don't know, but it doesn't look like it will pass the Senate, but it could. It's disappointing, but it's not surprising that Speaker Nancy Pelosi just crammed this bill through a knee-jerk fashion. It was an attack on humanity's oldest institution, marriage. It says more about those seeking to dismantle, perhaps, than it does marriage itself. Profoundly disappointing, 40 Seven Republicans stood with Nancy Pelosi. I still can't quite believe that. But they did. What are they thinking? Well, I guess we're all on a ship that's led by a group of fools. At least Plato would think so. I tend to agree. Now the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, he's scheming about how he can seduce 10 more Republicans in the Senate and take a bite of the fruit and dispense of marriage as we have known it. We'll see what happens. Dave Clausen with the Family Research Council, he wrote this week. Everybody's talking about this right now. He wrote this week, he said, but even if the bill's future is unclear, the House fast-tracking one of the bill of the bill is emblematic of the astonishing speed at which the moral revolution continues to move concerning same-sex marriage. 
He said the history of the Defense of Marriage Act, which was superseded in 2013 and 2015 by the U.S. Supreme Court and is at the heart of the legislation the House passed Tuesday, that would be this week, he said is just the latest example of how quickly Americans, politicians, and the public at large have shifted on marriage. That's true. In 1996, Congress passed DOMA, Defense of Marriage Act, with overwhelming bipartisan majorities. Did you know that even the most liberal senators, like Senator Joe Biden, Patrick Leahy, Harry Harry Reid, those guys, they all voted for DOMA. I mean, as, as far left as they were at the time, they recognized that marriage was something that was bigger than all of us because it's about family and it's about the sustainability of the human race and our society. Guys like Jim Clyburn, Denny uh, Steny Hoyer, Chuck Schumer, who was then in the House, um, Dick Durbin, all these top Democrats, they all voted for the Defense of Marriage Act. Bill Clinton signed it as president. But now fast forward to now, this week, the House voted to officially repeal DOMA. Although DOMA's definition of marriage was struck down in 2013 in the Windsor decision, it stands for something eternal, the family. I mean, it's God's plan for the human race to sustain ourselves, to reproduce ourselves, to create a, a healthy environment for the next generation to grow up in, where there's a mom and a dad and they're married. I mean, it's real simple. Biblical Christians, social conservatives, Tuesday's vote reveals two very important things in my mind and in the minds of others as well. First, many politicians, including some Republicans, believe that the marriage debate is settled and they would like nothing more than to have this issue go away. They don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm talking about so-called Republicans. This was reflected by the House vote. Much of the rhetoric on the Republican side of the aisle showed there was a reluctance to address the issue directly. They were cowards, all 47 of them. They're fools because they're denying God himself and what God does in creating a family unit. Secondly, Tuesday's vote reflects the reality that many Americans have also moved on from the marriage debate. It hurts my heart to say this, but it's true. A lot of people in America have become so desensitized because of this, just this tsunami that washes over us day in and day out by a profane and idiot entertainment industry. Every time you turn on your television or watch something, you're going to get whacked with either abortion, pro-abortion, or pro-LGBTQ. And that goes clear to our little three- and four-year-old kids sitting mindlessly in front of a television screen watching this stuff. They're directing this whole agenda at every age level, at every academic level. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And we let them do it. There's no real resistance among millions of Christians in America. And if you ask them, if you ask a Christian, and I have, I have, 
If you ask, why are you not involved? Why are you not using your influence to speak against these things? They are so destructive. They are so anti-biblical. You know what the answer has been, at least in my experience? I mean, I'm, I'm talking about pastors that I love as brothers in the Lord. They have looked me in the face and said to me, and I'm not, I'm not paraphrasing, Gary, churches should not be involved in politics. My response is, churches should be a base to change the culture through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we must be aware of what's going on in the culture. The response was, no, I don't agree with that. I, politics is dirty, and Christians should not be involved in it. I could name some names that you would know. You would know their name. They're well-known. One of them has passed away. But well-known who have said that to me. It's, in, it's unbelievable to me that a pastor can get to that point, but some have, and as I said, some of whom I love and have loved as a brother. Some I haven't known, but I've read what they've written and said. Some of them have written books about it, a novel. The whole thing was geared at shaming Christians who even think about getting involved in quote-unquote politics. For me, the fact that 47 Republican lawmakers took a stand against the official Republican Party position and voted to re- repeal DOMA shows they don't they not only don't believe in marriage, and I question their belief in God, they don't even believe in their own political party. The platform is very clear in the Republican Party. That's why so many of us vote Republican. I mean, that's why I'm disposed that way. Because the Republican Party has upheld and does, in its platform at least, the things that are most important to me as an individual. They're either, I don't know, the, I don't know what these guys are thinking, 47 of them. But I'll tell you, God knows and you should know. None of them should ever be awarded a vote from a biblical Christian or a social conservative again. I wrote an article on this. It's at faithandfreedom.us. That's our website. You might want to take a look at that. I included in it a list of the 47 Republicans that voted to undermine, basically, ultimately destroy marriage as God intended it. I put a list of those folks that voted there. I just, a, a quick, I've got a copy of it here in front of me. Just a quick look at it just for a second. Uh, I noticed that uh, these are some of the areas where I, I know we're list, we have listeners. Um, Cliff Benz from Oregon, he was one of the Republicans who voted to redefine marriage nationwide. Uh, in California, there were a number of them. Uh, Ken Calvert, uh, Liz Cheney, of course, in Wyoming, and we hear from some folks there. Uh, Mike Garcia in California, Daryl Issa. In California, um, let me see here. Dan Newhouse in Washington State. You people in the valley, you better rethink this. I, I mean, honest. I want to be very careful because I don't want to cross a line here that where somebody can, you know. But 
you better just pray about that one. And that needs to, that you need to be aware. Dan Newhouse does not, re, I, I do not believe that that represents his district. I was born and raised in that area. I think many of you know that. I don't believe for a moment that that represents the majority. And so that should be remembered and not be washed aside by all of the other good things, you know, so on. Anyway, enough. Mike Simpson in uh, Idaho. David Bellato, I think it is, in, in California. Those are some of the people of the 47 that voted on this. This, to me, is a fundamental. This is a line that should never be crossed, that cannot be crossed, in my view. Abortion and marriage. Life and the propagation of life from a family component is at its most, at its just most simplistic basis is what God planned for the human race in his grand scheme. God spoke into existence the entire universe. And yet we have a very uh, distinct account of how God went through his creation process. And then he created man, kind, in his image, and after his likeness. And he put a man and a woman together. And they procreated. I don't know what part of that a person can't understand. And claim to be Christian, claim to be a Republican, and go out and vote against what God has said and done. I don't know how that thought process works, but I will tell you, I will never, ever vote for a president or any politician that can't support life as being sanctified by God, the sanctity of life, pro-life, and any person that would take a position against the family. I know families are broken, and we're all broken. We're sinful. But God's plan, that does not negate God's plan for family. God's plan is man and woman, married, committed, having children, raising the children in the context of a home where a mom and dad are married, committed to each other, and love their children. That's God's plan. And just because we fail, and marriages fail, and families become fragmented, I understand that as a pastor, I've seen that. So much of it. Too much of it. I understand. We are broken people. We we need a Savior. And we have a Savior. But we're still broken, and we sin, and we make mistakes, and we blow things. God forgives us. But that for that is no reason that we should change the fundamental building block, the cornerstone of culture, the family. And that's what these guys are doing. And they seem to be doing it as though they think there's no consequences. In fact, I think some of them believe there are no consequences. When they're asked, when somebody asks Newhouse, he'll he'll have some, you know, semi-Christian answer and he'll move on and hope everybody forgets about it. Don't forget about it. These things are eternally important. That's why we do what we do every day. Thank you so much for being with me today. It's always, always an honor. 
to spend these moments with you and to hear from you. And, of course, thank you so much for your support. Have a great weekend. I'll see you right here on Monday. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.